0: It's touched a cord. <laughs> it raised the energy of the room. Can you see the stupa? <laughs> um, I'm not going to ask you to give examples. Um, because I know you all have them. Um, but I, but I want to add Uh, to this experience. So first of all, I would like this to be your homework. uh, To really contemplate somebody in your life um, who is hard to see as a Buddha. One of the morals of this teaching is that everybody is worthy of your immense respect. If you can just sometimes use your Buddha nature which is your eternal imagination, to be able to rethink or to review or to recognize or to revision or reimagine the person who has given you a hard time and maybe has wounded you in your life, to see that also this person is a Buddha. But not to interpret it as, they're a Buddha because they got me where I am now and I learned so much from their, you know, whatever. But really, like, to see them as a Buddha, not them as a Buddha because it benefits you. Do you hear the difference a little Mm -hmm. bit? It's easy to go, oh, yeah, you know, it was good that, you know, they dumped me because, you know, now I'm just so much stronger and I'll never make that mistake again. (laughs) Hope they rot. (laughs) That's not seeing them as a Buddha. That's a narcissistic reinterpretation of the Buddha. But actually, can you see that person as a Buddha even if you don't like them? You don't have to like them to give them immense respect. And then it will help you do this for yourself. And then you can be a student. Um, Rio Khan who was an 18th century Japanese uh, practitioner and one of my, actually, probably my favorite Japanese poet, um, really lived in poverty. And he was uh, a lot like Mark. Um, He started wandering in the farmer's fields and he noticed uh, one day that the farmers worked so hard. Uh, Nowadays, we have a great time going to the farmer's market and... Buying all kinds of raw wraps and
1: what else do you get? Chocolate. What
0: did we have today? Coconut, strawberry? Um, chocolate date squares. Okay, mm-hmm. you know. Um, <laughs> uh, and Rio Khan felt like the connection between the people eating the food and the work of the farmers was being lost. Does this ring a bell? so he thought farmers should be deities so he started making drawings of all the farmers in his prefecture and putting them on his altar so his altar was not buddhas his altar were farmers all the farmers who were buddhas because they fed everyone in his community one day in the fall he watched some maple leaves falling from a tree and then saw immediately the farmer come and rake the maple leaves and had this realization that the maple leaves loved the farmers. And so the maple leaves were giving their bodies to the farmers because they were the only ones who appreciated how much work the farmers were doing. And he wrote this beautiful poem. It's three, it's three uh, lines, showing their backs then their fronts, falling maple leaves. (laughs) That's so beautiful. Showing their backs, then their fronts, falling maple leaves. So, getting back to Buddha Never Disparaging, he's on his deathbed, there are people around him who caused him a lot of trouble, they see him, he sees them as Buddhas, they forgive him. Then, in that moment... Awesome Sound King shows up with the sound canon, and right before Buddha Never Disparaging dies, he hears for the first time the Lotus Sutra. And of course he's in it. He's chapter 20. So he hears the Lotus Sutra, and then he realizes his own story, and then finally feels whole. And then he dies, and when he dies, it said, He gets reborn as millions of Buddhas called Sun Moon Bright, which is basically you. So he's been reborn in your body. It's a beautiful ending. This person with, you know, kind of uh, what we think is like low self esteem, can't get it together in the culture, really was totally awake. And they just needed this one more thing. which is for others just to acknowledge him. And this happens, and then he dies. And then millions of Buddhas are born out of his body, all of them called sun, moon, bright. I love this ending. Um, Does anybody have anything they want to add? I'd like to hear from you. A couple of minutes. Multimedia Dharma talk. Yeah. I have a question. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because as I was talking about this individual, I definitely uh-huh. noticed those juice. <laughs> yeah. And so, if this is someone who you know has intentionally created suffering for other people and yeah. to you, yeah. how do you? I mean, how do you create that forgiveness, even if it's not necessarily? Communicating with them, but being able to forgive that whole yeah. process. And, yeah. Yeah. How do you do that? How do you do that? I, I don't know. I don't know how to do that. Uh, that's why I'm reading the Lotus Sutra. Um, philosophically, I think that there is no person who is wholly evil. I don't believe that. I don't believe anyone is that flat. Um, but in my day-to-day life, I think that there are people like that. And I don't know how to extend my imagination, how to extend my heart so wide that I can really see them as a Buddha. There are world leaders. That it's hard for me to imagine them as a Buddha. But I've also never met them. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, But I think that the story is inspiring enough to suggest that you can count on your imagination and your practice to to open your heart in a way where you can imagine them in a greater context. Um, And maybe just start with this room. Or just start with your family. Or maybe that's what you're referring to, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. when, when, when you learn in uh, techniques of cultivating compassion, how to cultivate kindness and compassion, usually you start with a person who's neutral. You, you, you can practice for years, some of you have done metta practice, where you start with someone who's a neutral person in your life. and once. You know, Matthieu Ricard calls this a, being in a, pra, a compassion gymnasium, <laughs> right? It's like you're working your compassion muscle. You know, um, but how to do it with somebody who is um, uh, violent or intentionally causes harm? How to do it with a corporation uh, who, who who is a kind of organism and is not a person? Um, I, I don't know be energetic. Yeah. I don't know if that's enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, more practice is required for us mm-hmm. both, I think. Mm-hmm. Somebody else? Um, along uh, Spadina Avenue, uh-huh. um, just north of Queens, somebody has taken big uh, black and white posters of images from all of the riot police, from the G20, mm-hmm. and has plastered all of the, um, the the posts all along Spadina, so as you walk up Spadina, mm. like each post, you're seeing all these pictures of all um, ah. G20 last year, Uh huh. Wow. and I just remember, I remember we were talking about it last year, and I could not, never, possibly imagine, um, having compassion for people that were causing the violence. Yeah. Like the police and the way that things were handled. Yeah. Yeah. That's a challenge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a, it was a really powerful thing last year Mm -hmm. where some, some people in this room were going early in the morning and meditating in front of the fence. And meeting the police, who would say things like, "Where can I learn how to do that?" I'm so tired. I've got to come here and stand on my feet, and I'm away from my family, and I'm doing overtime. And they were bored for the first week, you know. And they were asking the people meditating in front of them, uh, "Can I learn this? How do I learn this?" You know. And then the next day, they were banging their shields so hard. It was terrifying to be near them, Mm -hmm. same person, Mm -hmm. or not the same person. Mm -hmm. Uh, How how do you open your heart to that? I think if any of us answered that question, it would be a disservice, you know? How do you really open to that and respond to that? It's it's not something to like solve. Anybody else Thank you Lord I'll go see those yeah. Yeah. any other comments questions one more one more comment or question Jeff um, just a Buddha. I really like the facial expression. There's something in it that to me is a little bit different than what you see in a lot of the depictions of the Buddha. It's Can you just speak up a little louder? Um, I was just saying that, that I, there was something to me really interesting about the, the expression in that depiction of the never Buddha. Yeah. Um, can't quite figure out to me what the words are, but it seems a little bit like it's—it's it's got that a little bit of a smirk, a little bit of the simplicity of like all it is is this little viewpoint. You turn around, everybody's butts, everything's easy. Uh huh. You know, in contrast to how we all find it so difficult. Yeah. So much of the time. Yeah. 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 That's something, that's something interesting. yeah. Mm-hmm. like getting a joke, but like a few years later? (laughs) (laughs) So uh, just to sum up, basically this chapter is saying that everyone deserves your respect, and not only that there is a world way beyond your concepts of the world. People are way beyond your concepts of people, and the only way to realize that is to realize it in this room, in this moment. You you can't think your way there, and um, this is what we're doing: that the path is actually this moment of practice, and this moment of practice, and this moment of practice. Uh, it's not separate from you. So good luck. <laughs> So let's finish chanting, because it's been a long day for those of us who started at 7:30. Okay. Okay. You better go. Yeah, we don't want you here overnight.